This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Welcome to our special edition of War Room today, July 19th. We are live in Bedminster, New Jersey from the Trump Golf Club here. We are recording. We're going to be live, I believe, from 4 to 7 with a very wonderful rotating cast of characters and guests, including my first guest who's here with me. And now we know it's a historic day because we're going to be screening Sound of Freedom and so many people who are so intimately involved with the wonderful film are here. We're going to get a chance to hear from them later. But this also is a historic day because we have the original co-host of War Room joining the current co-host of War Room. That is, of course, the senior advisor to the Trump campaign, Jason Miller, a good friend, longtime friend of the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Great to be here, and I can see Steve has upgraded. So uh, <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> he'd already be at like 300 million views if he had had you on day one. So it's great to be here, great to be back with the War Room community. And this is so cool to have the Sound of Freedom screening. It's really great to have War Room here at Bedminster um, in Rural America's Voice. Thank you for everything that the network is doing. So uh, just excited to be here. Well, I really think it's a natural match between War Room and this movie, The Sound of Freedom, because I think both of them really get to the heart of the issue, which is the administrative state and the lengths that they'll go to to cover up the evils of so many in the ruling class in this country, whether it's the offenses and sins that they've committed with the Chinese Communist Party, the, the economy, uh, the policies that they're pushing. But particularly today, I think we're focusing on, of course, the human trafficking front, especially the child sex trafficking front. That's, of course, what the wonderful movie Sound of Freedom really focuses on. But before we get in to how you've been sort of helping the Trump campaign in general, but also sort of the convergence with the Sound of Freedom movie, you know, how we got to this day, how we got to this event. Can you sort of give the audience a little bit of a rundown what exactly today is going to look like? Uh, yes, so we're here. The President Trump is going to be showing the movie to about 250, 300 people here at Bedminster. Big screen set up outside, and we have chairs and the whole nine yards. But in advance of that, there's going to be a dinner with club members and, of course, extended members of the War Room family. We're going to have Eduardo Verastegui here. We'll have Jim Caviezel. Um, we're going to have, um, we'll have Tim here. Uh, we have kind of the, the whole big group. Um, Steve will have yourself a whole bunch of people. So we're going to go through and do kind of a question and answer session, talk about the movie, talk about the impact of it. After the movie, President Trump will do more questions with Eduardo, Tim, and Jim. It's really going to be special. Now, obviously, Sound of Freedom is a very hot movie right now. If I'm not mistaken, I think they are about to hit or have surpassed $100 million. That might be some breaking news that we're, we're talking about here on War Room. But the reason that Donald Trump isn't inviting them isn't just because they're doing a great job in theaters, right? And they're having an amazing run. And it's really the, the hot film of, of the summer, much to the mainstream media's dismay. 
there's much greater significance, I think, to the invite, right, to the reception that the Sound of Freedom cast and crew um, and people involved with the film have been here. So can you maybe just sort of walk the audience through why you think, I know you're a senior advisor to him, but why it was so important and really just, I think, a wonderful decision for him to invite uh, the Sound of Freedom crew here for a screening and why he did it. Well, it's important because this is a movie that really cuts across. Uh, it's really a counterculture movement in its own. It's a movie that the big studios tried to ignore. It's a movie that a number of the theater chains have tried to ignore. It's a movie that the mainstream media has tried to silence or to suppress. Uh, it's a very important issue. It's something that President Trump led on while he was in the White House. Tim came and visited him and they talked about building the wall uh, had a really good event i think jim caviezel's courage in doing this as an actor i think is a story that needs to be told but we've seen eduardo and alejandro do for them to take this risk with this movie i think is big and just the fact that even though all of the chips were stacked against everyone who's been a part of this movie they've succeeded and that's because of people including the war room community who've been out there talking about this who've gone to the theaters who've seen this who've supported it who've talked about it the word of mouth and i think events such as tonight with what president trump is doing here at bedminster and that word of mouth will be equally as important in some ways i think this is sort of a grassroots victory not just at the ballot box like we saw in 2016 but in the movie theaters right the numbers are just absolutely amazing and the movie's seen, I think, similar difficulties that the Trump campaign saw in the 2016 days and have obviously continued to face. But the censorship, the suppression, the getting branded and cast as, you know, agents of misinformation and movies for, you know, dads with brain worms. That was one of my favorite articles that I saw about the film. Um, but I just want to sort of take a step back because, you know, obviously this show, we focus a ton on the administrative state and how they're, I think, weaponized is almost an understatement. I think that's too euphemistic a term. Um, but the reason that they go after Donald Trump, right, is because at the end of the day, they're really going after the American people. And they go after him because with really an uncanny ability and really, I think, an unparalleled level of understanding and intelligence has gone after a lot of the, I would say, allies of mm -hmm. the administrative state. Me, you know, I'm an investigative reporter. The Chinese Communist Party is my main focus. But I think you also see that, particularly on this front, with the human trafficking. In other words, the mainstream media has sort of had their head and tailspin about this film because they don't want, just like Disney didn't want to release the film, they didn't want the uncomfortable realities of this film to actually be released, much like they don't want Donald Trump back in office because he wants to close the southern border, which is probably really a death knell to the trafficking business. So could you sort of walk us through what exactly it is about Donald Trump, specifically on the human trafficking front and the open border, the southern border, what he wanted to do with restricting immigration that you think has made the political ruling class in this country, but really even globally, um, so upset at him and really weaponizing against him? Well, it's a really good perspective because – Ever since going back to when President Trump came down the escalator, he's been that symbol of standing up against TPP, of standing up against the World Economic Forum, of standing up against the uh, the Davos set, the Wall Street set. He's dared to challenge all these orthodoxies that we saw in 2020 with Hunter Biden's laptop and the censorship of when people decide, hey, we're going to come together. This kind of this media uh, and left of center political conglomerate when they come together and say, no, we don't want something covered. We saw what happened with the laptop, and keeping in mind that post-election polling from 2020, so that one out of every seven Biden voter 
would have switched their opinion and got a different direction if they knew about the Biden family alleged corruption. Uh, I, I say alleged just because I'm like I think the lawyers <laughs> forced me to say alleged, but, but we know we know what's going on. We we're all seeing what's happening on Capitol Hill today with the IRS whistleblowers and, and such. But if you dare to challenge authority, as you so smartly put it, if you dare to call out the CCP, if you dare to talk about these, whether it be the uh, groups like the Club for No Growth who want to outsource all of our farming jobs, all of our manufacturing jobs, if you dare to challenge any of the authority, they come for you. And something as critical as child trafficking, which, by the way, has got to be the most sickest, most disgusting thing ever. I mean, President Trump talks about the death penalty for drug dealers. I mean, there should be automatic death penalty for anyone involved in the, the child trafficking. That's That's pretty sick. And I don't see where anything is controversial about that. I mean, it's it's such a terrible, horrific thing to be involved in child trafficking. Why isn't this crisis being dealt with by the Biden administration? And we saw what President Trump did with securing our southern border, with telling different law enforcement agencies, you have to put the enforcement – these anti-child trafficking uh, measures, you have to put that at the top of what you're trying to pursue and, and prosecute. And there, there hasn't been that focus with Biden. And this movie, Sound of Freedom, with what it's doing to put it back front and center, it shows that there's a big counterculture movement going on, whether you see it with President Trump, you see it with RFK Jr., you see it with Jason Aldean with his music, <laughs> the way that he's being attacked, you see it with Sound of Freedom. People are sick and tired of the images they see on TV and are being forced on their throat by the mainstream media. And even when we talk about how people consume their news and their content, shows like The War Room uh, are places where people can get the real news and not the indoctrination. You know, it was Rep. Nancy Mace, who is by no means, you know, a, a MAGA fire breather type, who said on War Room that the thickest uh, packet of information that they have from the uh, the wire transfers that Hunter Biden and the Biden family was receiving, uh, the most damning information has to do with human trafficking, uh, which, again, coming from Nancy Mace, really is, is is a bombshell. Of course, the mainstream media ignored it. But while we have you here, because I know Steve wanted me to get into all the fun political stuff, too, not to detract from today, but... You know, if we don't win in 2024, none of this really matters because Joe Biden sure as heck isn't going to do anything to combat child trafficking, human trafficking. We'll get in probably next break. An interesting thing that they've been doing on the Department of Justice's website about uh, international sex trafficking of minors. Apparently, they don't think it's a problem. But I just am curious your thoughts. You brought up the investigations that we have going on. Of course, we have the Weaponization Committee uh, oversight. We got the China Subcommittee, the Coronavirus Subcommittee. Now, Warren's outlook on it is sort of, I would say, Lukewarm. We think they could be doing a lot more, um, not just putting together timelines and holding press conferences, but really getting together evidence to make actual indictments and, and criminal charges against these people. But what do you think? What's your sort of assessment um, of a lot of the investigations going on on the Hill right now? So this one, uh, got to watch what I say a little bit sure. because now that I'm back working for sure, President sure. Trump, I got to obviously take it from the perspective of not to cause him any new enemies. Sure, sure, sure. Um, whereas back in my war room days, I'd throw the bombs <laughs> and uh, you know wherever the uh, the shrapnel lands, uh, it, it might land. Um, I've been personally frustrated. I know President Trump very much likes, uh, whether it be uh, Jamie Comer, uh, whether we talk about stuff that Jim Jordan is doing. He's a huge fan of those two men in particular. Uh, but from Capitol Hill, we just haven't seen a lot of action. 
uh, outside and think out of those two gentlemen and a couple of others. There's been a lot of talk, been a lot of uh, we see a lot of dust, a lot of uh, smoke this coming up, but we haven't seen necessarily a lot of action beyond these these couple of folks. And we have to go and prosecute this now because they they meaning the the Democrats, the deep state, the media are going to pull out every single stop to try to beat us in 2024. You know, last night with President Trump's town hall, he said that this election is the most important. He goes, I know, I know, I said that in 2020, but this one is different because we've seen what will happen. Everything with taking away your freedoms, we'll suppress certain aspects of information, the way that the the rich are going to get richer by all the backroom deals that they're cutting. If we don't go and get this back, we're not going to have a country and it's going to be a pretty scary situation. Now, I know the war room posse would be mad at me if I didn't ask you this because it is really the issue itself when it comes to election integrity. So when you're talking about 2024, now I know you talk about this a lot and we cover this a lot on the show, but can you just sort of maybe give a quick rundown for the audience about all the steps that the campaign is currently taking to make sure that the election that we are slated to have in 2024 is actually deserving of the title election? Yeah, no, uh, really good point here. And so when we talk on a 50-state basis, first of all, we're going to make sure that we're on the ballot everywhere. Uh, hear rumors and talk all the time. Is there some funny business that could be afoot from Democratic secretaries of state or different measures to try to keep President Trump off the ballot anywhere? We'll be on the ballot everywhere. Don't worry about that. We're on top of it. There are no shenanigans or funny business they can pull that would be successful in keeping President Trump off. But then as we talk about these rules, as we talk about making sure that we're in there early on the legal side, also that where it's legal, we're beating the Democrats at their own game. So whether I talk about the the early voting, uh, whether we talk about the ballot harvesting, things of that nature, President Trump has made it very clear, as have Steve and others, we should have election day voting, same day voting, paper ballots, voter ID, some places we're going to have that. Some places we're not going to have that. Some places it's because they've gone and changed it in an unconstitutional format outside of the state legislatures. Some places like Nevada with what they did with AB4, which is legislation they did back in 2020 where they went in a constitutional manner to do every terrible, horrible thing that we could imagine. We have to beat the Democrats at their own game here, doing it legally, and because we have to make sure that we bank those votes in advance. So say, for example, if someone gets sick or they get called out of town for work or things of that nature, well, they've already voted. It's in the bank. So we're going to beat the Democrats at their own game. Only when we're in charge can we actually get some things done, such as voter ID. Because between now and the election, I don't have any confidence that we know the Biden administration is not going to do anything. (laughs) Certainly not. They're weaponizing CISA and all these election monitoring agencies to censor and target conservatives and you know as steve says the true sound of freedom will be in 2025 when donald j trump wins again and has his hand on the king james bible we got jason miller joining us here i don't know i'm gonna have you on and keep you through for the next segment but i feel like i might lose my job as co-host <laughs> although i don't think you would want to would that be failing downwards come back come back to war room no i'm kidding i love you steve um but jason will be joining us and i think we're gonna have eduardo and tim the whole crew matthew part of angel studios joining us and steve i should have said this is stuck in traffic unfortunately can't blame big pharma or the chinese communist party for that gotta just blame the uh, i guess the state of new york but we will be right back don't go anywhere warm is live from bedminster well congress once again allowed itself to be pushed into appeasing the administration and raising the debt ceiling for the 79th time paving the way for continued reckless spending and further devaluation of the u.s dollar As our national debt continues to skyrocket, how are you protecting your savings? 
Times like these are a great reminder to diversify a portion of your savings into gold. And you can do that with the help of Birch Gold. Here's the easiest way to do it. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. And you don't pay a penny out of pocket. As BRICS, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa band together against the dollar, more and more central banks are diversifying. You know what they're buying. Gold. Follow their lead. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 for your free info kit on gold. There's no obligation, just information. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands of happy customers, Birch Gold can help protect your savings, too. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898. Do it today. Follow the central banks of the BRICS. Take action, 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 and take that action today. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Welcome back to the War Room. Like I was saying before we went to break, Stephen K. Bannon will be joining us, I think, shortly. I don't know exactly how short, uh, probably around the 4.30, 4.45 mark. But don't go anywhere because we still have wonderful guests who are going to be talking all things Sound of Freedom and all the ways that the administrative state and the mainstream media complex are covering up for the evil people who are, of course, exposed in this film. Uh, but before we continue on with our discussion of that and have on some other guests who, like I said, played a very close role in the production. Even I think Jim Caviezel, who starred in the film, will be with us later. Uh, I just wanted to give a quick story, quick background, uh, because last week on the warroom.org website, which you guys should all check out and sign up for the newsletter, um, I had broke a story that I think dovetails with this film quite nicely. And frankly, the, com- the complicit nature of the Biden regime in human trafficking, particularly the child sex trafficking, uh, crime and criminal syndicate that we see unfolding and, of course, exposed so brilliantly in this film. So Donald J. Trump, a man who, as you know, Jason, really was a staunch enemy of people who are involved in human trafficking, had revised the website of the Department of Justice to include subheadings on what were basically the areas of focus for the Child Exploitation Department to focus on child sex trafficking, the international sex trafficking of minors, the domestic sex trafficking of minors, and child prostitution for very specific subheadings. And on May 28th of this This year, someone, some crazy deranged apparatchik in the Biden regime went on to that website and revised entirely the web page, deleting those last three subheadings that I said that was international sex trafficking of minors, domestic sex trafficking of minors, and child prostitution. They entirely erased them from the website and they reformed what exactly they defined child sex trafficking is. So just curious, your thoughts on the significance of the Biden regime choosing to do that? Well, someone has to go out of their way to go and do that. And we know there are a lot of weirdos. They're, they have the whole cross-dressers and the people identifying <laughs> luggage, thieves. <laughs> you know, luggage thieves in the Biden administration. But to go through, and that just 
that's weird. Like that's someone had to make a conscious decision to go through and remove that. And so, uh, look, without getting too conspiratorial, uh, it just it's weird. Like there's someone who has a screw loose if they're going to go and, and do that. Um, which, by the way, I know this, um, there's very reminiscent of Mike Pence in the VP debate. There's one fly that is here at this. <laughs> we got two or three. Are, are, are there two or three? Okay. <laughs> and I know it's uh, you know just I won't tell President Trump that there's a fly here in the green room at, at Bedminster. Misinformation. Misinformation, but if you see us bouncing around a little bit, it's because there's a fly in here. I just don't want to be like, poor Mike. Remember Mike Pence had that fly on his head? Poor guy. That may have been kind of beginning of the end for, for our good former vice president. But anyway, so that's the reason why if you see us acting a little skittish like Hunter um, on the balcony at the White House, that's why there's a fly here. Um, uh, but it's weird. Uh, and, and I think that you know, for someone to go through and, and, and do that again, like I said, that's that's a conscious decision. But the indifference that we see from President Biden, and Vice President Harris, towards the southern border, towards any aspect of law enforcement uh, dealing with whether it be the crime in the big cities, we see the the smuggling aspects, whether it be drugs or with the human trafficking. This is really some some sick stuff. And I can't believe that they would allow this to, to go. And, and I don't know if in their mind they think this is, you know, we'll just go and try to brand these people as, as extremists and, and wackos. But you look at the fact that Sound of Freedom is now approaching or if they haven't already surpassed $100 million in box office revenues. And we were chatting with some of the uh, producers of the movie before the show, and they haven't even taken it yet to other countries. When they take it to the U.K., when they take it all around the world, I mean, this could be – this could be a huge, huge numbers on this movie. But I think what we're seeing right now with the way that people are standing up and uh, cutting through and say, you know what, we're not just going to listen to the media. We're not going to take these negative uh, attacks. We're actually going to go and see it, the word of mouth aspect. That's really speaking truth to power. And that's why it's so, uh, I think, uh, energizing to see a movie like this succeed. Uh, it's great that we have President Trump promoting it this evening. And I think it really will have this uh, rocket effect of taking off and, and bring a lot more attention to the problems. Certainly. And, and now I think maybe we can get a little bit into the campaign side of things. I'll stop asking you questions that put you in uncomfortable uh, positions. But I'm just curious, you know, on, on the front of immigration, which I think was why so many people voted for Trump in 2016, right? The chant that I think resonated the hardest with people was build the wall. Um, obviously, part of that is the, the economic fly is, is back. Apparently, fly wants to build the wall, too. Um, Part of it had to do with the economic side of the argument, right? Two sides of the same coin. We see our jobs not only getting outsourced to China, but then this massive influx of cheap labor. But on the other side, when you have an open border, that's, of course, you know, really a fantasy for anyone who's involved in human trafficking, especially child traffic, child trafficking. You see, you know, 85,000 unaccompanied minors being entered into the, into the United States and the Biden regime effectively nuking policies that were implemented by Border Patrol, the DNA testing to make sure that people, when they said they were family members, that they actually were. So if you could just sort of walk us through at least this year, when the Trump campaign talks about immigration, obviously part of it is the economic issue aspect to it. But how does human trafficking, you know, when you're talking about when you guys put out the Agenda 47 videos, uh, specifically on immigration, you know, is that a big component of what you guys are trying to do on the southern border? Can you sort of walk the audience through what you think Trump's policies 2025 on will look like 
at the southern border? Well, you're right. I mean, the southern border was something that was big for President Trump from even when he first announced that he was getting into politics. And so much of it is because people are frustrated about the, the economic implication. Uh, we see as far as coming on and, and competing for American jobs, even if they're going below um, what the standard wages are and, and undercutting American workers, taking jobs away from Americans. Uh, we remember going back to 2016 when this was a really big deal, back before President Trump secured the border about what was happening with the, the victims of crime. Uh, obviously, the angel moms uh, had a very big presence with President Trump in the 2016 campaign. And then as the President Trump that frequently talks about it, the border wasn't as big of an issue in 2020 because he did such a good job of securing it. I think one of the things for 2024, and when we talk about kind of the team in addition of President Trump, so the speechwriters and policy folks, Ross Worthington, Vince Haley, Steve Miller's running uh, his own organization, but still volunteers and helps out with some different things. But the fact that so quickly we went from having a secure border to having a completely unsecure border. I think it's a good reminder to people that all of the dire predictions that President Trump had about what would happen if Biden were declared the winner of 2020 have come to fruition, have been absolutely true. Literally, when people were showing up at the southern border with the Biden T-shirts saying, let us in, because when Biden got up on that debate stage in that Democratic primary, said, if you get here, we're going to give you amnesty. If you get here, we're going to pass something to allow you to become permanent citizens or uh, in the United States. That was the clarion call. That was a clarion call to everyone all around the world. You get into the U.S., you're going to get a hall pass to stay forever. So I think for a lot of people, the southern border is really emblematic of those predictions that were made in 2020. Unfortunately, they've come true. And why we got to get Trump back? Because only with him are we going to secure the southern border. Biden's certainly not going to do it. It's one of those interesting scenarios where, you know, Trump is vindicated because he was right. And if we had a dollar for every time Trump was Trump was right, we'd be very, very, very wealthy. Um, but you don't want Trump to be right. Right. Trump doesn't want to be vindicated on the issues of what he was talking about with the southern border. Now, I can't believe we've made it about what is it? Twenty six minutes into this interview. And I haven't even asked you about, you know, third time is the charm. The third indictment or forthcoming indictment of Donald J. Trump specifically coming out of Georgia in the election. I'm just curious your thoughts on all of that. How does the president feel? So I had a long conversation with the president about this this morning. We talk pretty frequently about what's going on in the news or what the the public perception. And, you know, it it really struck me when I was watching CNN yesterday and Evan Perez, who's actually a a decent reporter for CNN. There's some that I'm less of a fan of. I'm usually pretty public about that. But Evan Perez is actually pretty decent. And I'm summarizing somewhat, but he said they really – better have some kind of compelling presentation on why they're doing this because most people look and say, wait a minute, you had the J6 committee hearings on Capitol Hill. You've already you have the impeachment. Uh, you've already gone and indicted him once on this issue by Jack Smith. Now Jack Smith's going to indict him again, but in another location. I think most people, even if they're not inherently political, look and say, okay, this is an insurance policy. There was the insurance policy going back to 2016 when they openly said it. You had the page and struck and all their text messages and um, here's the insurance policy to stop Trump. I think most people get it now. They're like, wait a minute. You're coming after Trump now. Same prosecutor, different location. We've already talked about this. People are, I think, quite frankly, are sick and tired 
of hearing about J6 and the Democrats and the media's attempt to go and try to put all this blame on President Trump. So I think most people are saying, you know what? No, what I'm really concerned about when I go to the store, I can't afford even what the weekly food bill is or the monthly food bill. Why did my rent go up? Why am I getting pushed out of here? Why are the car payments, uh, the interest rates going up the way they are? People are saying, hey, this, these are the real issues, but you're still trying to relitigate the past. When they say, when they say to President Trump, got to quit litigating 2020, it's the Democrats who are the ones who are trying to litigate old elections and litigate a future election because they're worried about Trump beating up at the ballot box. It really is a sense of deja vu. I remember when you were doing war room impeachment, you were talking about the same things. People care about the ability to put food on the table. They don't want these political witch hunts. And frankly, they tried to kneecap and really what Steve called the nullification project of Donald J. Trump. They tried with one, two impeachments, and now they're doing that with indictments because Trump really has, I think, like you say, Godzilla only gotten stronger and they know they have to keep coming after him with just brute political force. Well, I think we're going to let you go in the next segment. We got about a minute before we got to jump to break. Maybe Steve will be here. But if people want to follow you and find you on social media um, and get in touch with the campaign, if they want to volunteer, get involved, where can they go? Absolutely. Well, I'm pretty ubiquitous uh, force on social <laughs> media. So whether it's on Twitter or on Getter or on True Social at Jason Miller in D.C., I'm even on Instagram for all of our international friends. Uh, I even opened up an account on Threads. Have you been on Threads yet? No, it's I don't like Mark Zuckerberg. You're, you're, not, uh, you're not missing anything. It's terrible. Uh, look, I'm biased to help launch Getter along with Steve and uh, so many other uh, folks like yourself who are there on day one. Getter is a great product. I still uh, am on Getter uh, quite a bit, so love that. But at Jason Miller in D.C., would love to have your help. would love to have your support. Uh, pretty easy to track down, so I hope to see you guys on traveling with President Trump and do our best to make America great again. But Natalie, you're doing a great job. Thank and, you. And, uh, you know, even if maybe you're the one who uh, made it so stupid. And we got to go because go. we'll be right back. When's the last time you checked the legal title to your home? Why? Because most victims of home title theft don't know they're a victim until it's too late. Like this homeowner. She pulled onto her street and saw a bulldozer demolishing her home. Her lifelong home was being torn down right before her eyes. She was the victim of a devastating crime called home title theft. A criminal had forged his way onto the deed to her home and sold it. Now the new owner was tearing it down for a rebuild. This is why I say, if you own a home or property, get home title lock. Your home, your property, and the equity in it are your most valuable assets. It's, it's estimated that 80 to 90% of the net worth of the average American is tied up in the home, in their home equity. And Home Title Lock helps you protect them. Home Title Lock puts a 24-7, 365-day-a-year shield around your home's title. The instant they detect activity or tampering, they help shut it down fast. First things first, you need to verify you aren't already the victim of home title theft. Find out for free with a sign-up when you use promo code Bannon at HomeTitleLock.com. That's promo code Bannon at HomeTitleLock.com. And when you sign up, your first 30 days of protection are free. Do this today at HomeTitleLock.com. Take action, action, action. HomeTitleLock.com. Promo code Bannon. Do it today.
Welcome back to the War Room. It's still Natalie Winters hosting, but I do think we have news that Stephen K. Bannon is indeed on location and on site. He'll be joining us, I think, next block. So don't worry and don't go anywhere. But in the meantime, we have a wonderful guest. I'm going to attempt to pronounce your last name correctly, but if I don't do it, you can correct me. Eduardo Verastegui. Oh, perfect. I wasn't, I wasn't going to help you. He was going to help me. Verastegui, but, you, but you, I did it. You did it better I than me. I took Spanish in high school <laughs> I and I got, I got a five on the AP. So. I can see that. I think your, 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 <laughs> Thank you. your accent and the pronunciation, the pronunciation was Thank perfect. You. There you go. Thank you. I'm going to have to start doing uh, Spanish language mm-hmm. war room. Uh, but, Eduardo, thank you so much for joining us. You are obviously the producer of Sound of Freedom. You've been on the show a lot. Um, but before we get into the film, you know, what you're expecting to see today, what sort of the schedule is going to look like, who's going to be here, what you're going to talk about, you know, so much of what we focus on here on this show really is the global populist movement, emphasis on global, right? How there is an alliance between the United States. Obviously, Mexico is our neighbor. What goes on there directly affects us. And conversely, what goes on here in the United States directly impacts you. And I know in the film you you stress the point that the United States really leads the charge and leads the demand for child sex trafficking, child pornography, right? We sort of create the market. So just curious on the front of, you know, the Mexican people and the American people, what have you seen the response to this film be in, in terms of really elucidating the problem that is human trafficking, that is child sex trafficking, that quite often doesn't get a lot of attention from mainstream voices? Well, uh, not anymore. Now the movement mm-hmm. started. Mm-hmm. The movement is growing. The Sound of Freedom movement is growing and it's global. It's going to be global. Because this is a global problem. Child trafficking is a global problem especially in the U.S. and Mexico. You, you said it perfectly. U.S. is the number one consumer of child sex in the world and child pornography. Mexico and drugs too. And Mexico is the number, the number one provider in those three. Drugs, child pornography, and child trafficking. So when you hear that what these kids are going through, the pain that so many children around the world, millions of children are going through, there's no way you can remain silent because tri- um, evil triumphs when good people remain silent. And when good people remain silent, they're not good people anymore. They're part of the problem. So I am from Mexico. I love Mexico, but I love the United States as well. This nation, as I mentioned before, has been such an amazing blessing in my life. We need to do something to end this nightmare for these kids. And we can do something. But first, we need a movement. When I met Tim Ballard eight years ago, he told me, Eduardo, I'm not the solution. I said, what? You're a hero, man. You're an American hero. You're a true American hero. You are the solution for so many children. Yes, I can be the solution for one child. You save one child. You save the world. Thank God we are the solution in the thousands. But we are talking about millions of children that are kidnapped for sex exploitation. We need a movement. Well, then, I remember when I asked him, if the United States is the number, the number one powerful country in the world, you have the intelligence, the technology, the army, the police, everything. Why don't we finish this problem once and for all? He said, because it's not a priority. What can we do to turn this into priority? We need a movement. Well, thanks be to God and so many people that are praying and so many millions of people that show up in theaters July 4th all the way until today, the movement started. They can take me. They can take Steve, Jim Caviezel, Tim Ballard. They can't take millions of people that are saying enough is enough, done messed up with our children. And you know what they do? Because we didn't, we didn't have any budget 
pay for billboards and posters. The people, this is the people's movie. When they see the film, they leave the theater and they videotape themselves. They share what is in their heart and then they share it with everyone else. So millions of people are going to see this movie. We beat Indiana Jones. Mission Impossible is we're right there, you know, fighting with, with them. In Puerto Rico, we beat them. And this is because of the people. And I'm, I'm not saying this in a, in a you know, frightful label. No, I'm so happy because you know who are going to be the most, who are going to be benefit? The children. The children. I can picture those children every night before I go to sleep, praying to God, send an army of freedom to rescue us. And God heard those prayers, and we heard those prayers, and we are coming to save and to rescue the children. We're very, very grateful what is happening today here, showing the film to President Trump. It's going to be uh, the populist movement and the freedom movement coming together as one movement. Who can stop that? Nobody. You know, there's always a disconnect between what the mainstream media says and what actual real American people think. And I think it's so profound. You see the way the mainstream media is coming after the film, calling people like you, people like us, conspiracy theorists for promoting it. Meanwhile, like you said, you know, real American people, and I hear you guys are getting ready to go to go global, really, really enjoy and appreciate the film. It's amazing to see. Like I said, it's a grassroots victory, really, at the ballot box. But it is funny because, you know, our ruling class here in the United States, I don't think they've ever found a country that they haven't wanted to export freedom and democracy to, right? They love those terms. They love using them any chance they get. But when there's actual children who are in desperate and dire existential need of true freedom, the ability to actually live their lives and have, you know, childhood innocence as opposed to being sex trafficked by just horrible, horrible, godless people, they're nowhere to be found. So I want to drill down on what you said, because the importance of creating a movement, that's obviously why they're coming after the film, right? They don't want it to start that movement because that's going to lead to some very uncomfortable and just yucky conversations in terms of holding people in this country to account. So I'm curious, if you could say to the mainstream media right now, the people who call you conspiracy theorists, the people who basically are telling the children's stories that you're telling in this film who've been raped by adults who are sick right to their core, that those children, what they experienced was not true and was part of a conspiracy theory. It's part of some QAnon delusion. Mm -hmm. What would you say to the media when they try to attack you and the film and President Trump for even daring to, to have a screening today? Well, first of all, it's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. These guys are professional liars. Um, in Mexico, we will call you Pinochos. Pinocho. You know Pinocchio? I was going to say my lie, high school Spanish. I think when, I know. When you lie, the, the nose goes like really big. Those <laughs> guys have their nose like, like here. They're professional liars. And second, they should apologize to the children, to the millions of children that are suffering mm -hmm. this horrible reality, but especially to those two childs, two children from Honduras who were rescued. They're alive. They are 20 and 21, and they're going to come out. Wow. And they're going to demand an apology from these liars. But you know what? God used everything. Mm -hmm. Even those lies, somehow the people who are all about truth, they're waking up. Mm -hmm. I, I met a friend the other day, and he told me, you know what? I, I, was, not gonna, I was not going to see the film, Eduardo. But then I, I read the article from the Rolling Stone and the, and the, uh, the Guardian. And when I read that, I said, I'm going to see the movie tomorrow. So thank you. Uh, whatever you're doing, just keep lying because you know what? The theaters are packed. The people are showing up. It's too late. You can't stop this movement, my friends. It's too late. And eventually, you have to ask yourself, who is the only people who doesn't want you to see this film? 
the cartels, the pedophilia industry, Disney, who is sexualizing your children, grooming your children. Of course, they don't want this film to be seen because you're right. We are forcing to have these conversations that they don't want to have at a very high level. This problem is everywhere, in every sector, political sector, religious sector, everywhere. But the conversation now is happening. You can't stop that conversation. And we're not, going to, we're not going to stop until we end child trafficking once and for all. I will dedicate my life to do that. Tim Ballard, Jim Caviso, you guys are doing the same thing. Steve Bannon, everyone. Because, once again, God's children are not for sale. We will die one day, and we will answer to God. And when I received this information for the first time, eight years ago, I said, I want to do something. What can I do? Please help me. I'm a filmmaker. What else I can do? It's not just the film. We're not stopping. It's going to be a lot of things that we're doing. and More to come later. But right now, go and see Sound of Freedom. <laughs> well, there, are, there are a lot of parallels, and I think it shouldn't be lost on anyone that you know Donald Trump is hosting this screening. In other words, you, you talk about how this film helps to start discussions about topics that the ruling class doesn't want to get into because all you find is guilt and culpability on their end. And that's frankly what Donald Trump did in his 2016 campaign. Right? He started talking about issues like free trade, issues like immigration that real American people have always been talking about. But up in the, with the Davos elites up in Washington and New York, they don't care because they're profiting off of it or they're directly involved with the selling out of this country and really just what, what is moral, absolute moral decay. Um, but to sort of bring back, obviously, when they come after Donald Trump with the indictments, the impeachments, the political, you know, uh, personnel subversions, the pandemics, it really only doubles and triples down his resolve to fight back. So you talk about, you know, how this movement is just beginning and what you guys are going to be doing going forward, um, despite Disney's best efforts to quash uh, the production and really uh, spread of this film. So we got a few minutes before I got to let you go. And for the War Room Posse who's listening now, Steve Bannon is in the house, so he will be joining us next block. Very exciting. Um, but just give us a few minutes on what you think the direct the future trajectory of this movement is going to be? Well, this movement is bringing this uh, army of freedom, people who love freedom, people that we were not connected before. Now they're coming together. As I said before, the good people of Mexico and the good people of America, they're coming together. And when they, when they shake hands, sound of freedom happens. Freedom happens when the bad people of Mexico when the bad people of Mexico and the bad people of America gets together, child trafficking happens. So we just need to work really hard to put pressure in government. We're very grateful that we are going to show the movie to President Trump today. Then on the 25th, we're going to show it in the Capitol Hill in Washington to all the Congress, Democrats and Republicans. And I hope this movie will touch their hearts. And eventually, we'll see what happens. You know, I, I just want to... I have, a, I have just one question. Mm -hmm. Jeffrey Epstein apparently is dead. His girlfriend is in prison. And the rest? Why we don't have any other names? Um, release the names. If we can just achieve that with this movement, can you imagine? And not only release the names and then process them. Because they, they need to, like, uh, yeah, I mean, okay, yeah, that person went to the island. And, yeah, is guilty or not? We need to investigate. Because there's a lot of people in the globalist movement at a very, very, very top level involved in this crime. But they are untouchable. Mm -hmm. Untouchable. No. 
no one is untouchable. You know, if someone touch a kid, they should be 100 years in prison. Only at because least. I'm pro-life, otherwise I would say death penalty, you know. <laughs> but uh, at least. And, um, and Eduardo, stop we gotta, messing with our children. We got to jump to break. So if you want to let the audience know where they can find you yes. and if they want to go see the movie, get involved with what can they do. Well, follow, follow me in my um, social media, Instagram and Facebook, Eduardo Verastegui. Eduardo Verastegui. Better when you say Twitter, it. <laughs> e Verastegui. E Verastegui. And if you want to keep making a difference, uh, go to angel.com slash freedom, angel.com slash freedom, and buy tickets for you, for your family, and for others who cannot afford to buy a ticket so they can see the film for free because of your generosity. God Thank bless you. you. Thank you. Viva la libertad. We'll be right back. Stephen K. Bannon is in the house. Are you tired of progressive corporations and exhausted trying to keep up with all the virtue signaling when you're simply trying to buy products? Progressive corporate America continues to push messaging that further alienates conservative Americans, all while eroding the future of the American dream. It's prominent all over the country. Companies like Starbucks strong-arming their customers to support abortion. Financial services like PayPal canceling customers for their political views. Makeup companies like Maybelline making a mockery of women by supporting transgender models. And beer companies like Bud Light forcing gender ideology on you when all you want is to enjoy a cold beer. Thankfully, we don't have to fund these companies any longer with our hard-earned dollars. With Public Square, we now have a solution. It's simple. Join the movement of millions of patriotic Americans who love truth, our country, and our Constitution at publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. Public Square is an app and website where you can get connected to tens of thousands of businesses from all different industries that share your value for life, family, and freedom. Whether you're looking to buy coffee, find a new athletic clothing that knows what a woman is, and shop for clean skin care, or simply find a new restaurant in your community that won't lecture you about your political views, publicsq.com is your resource. Public Square also offers discounts to many high-quality businesses on the platform so that you can actually receive incentive for spending money with companies that don't hate you. Public Square is free to join as consumer or a business owner. And you can get started today at publicsq.com. Remember, either as a consumer or a business owner, download the app now. That's publicsq.com, publicsq.com. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Welcome back to the War Room. It's Natalie Winters hosting, and it's a rare occurrence where it's actually me and Steve co-hosting, even though I am the co-host. I always say it's, a, it's an interesting uh, application of the term. Co-host for their own show. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for stepping up here. I want to thank Real America's Voice, uh, Rob and Parker Sig, the entire team, um, Harry, everybody. The setup today has just been fantastic. Eduardo, we pulled off a dream uh, with President Trump. You know, hosting this uh, special screening has just been fantastic. The entire Real America Voice uh, to uh, to put this together, and uh, Natalie, you you to get up here and do the expanded hour. And I think Poso and Tanya did the two o'clock show, right? In fact, I heard there's a contract coming. It's going to be the Tanya 
and Jack Posobiec. Jack in small letters now at 2 o'clock. There you go. So, there you go. Of the four of you, I'm the only one without the MyPillow promo code. I'm just, I'm just putting that out there. <laughs> you got one. War Room. <laughs> this was all just for a promo, for the War Room promo code. <laughs> Eduardo, thank you. Uh, this is really a, a dream. You know, years ago when I met you, when the film had been finished, you guys hadn't finally put it together, what, two or three years ago. Uh, it was tough to think then we'd be in a situation where President Trump would be at Bedminster, this beautiful facility, magnificent facility, be hosting a, uh, a special screening for the members of the club and, of course, other people, the other VIPs we got up here. I remember, like, yesterday when Tim Ballard and I visited you, uh, in that office in New York, and we we're just talking about, you know, we have this movie, and uh, Steve, you know, we want you to see it because, you know, we, I think this movie has the potential to start a movement. Uh, I know it's going to be very difficult because we're the outsiders, the underdog, we're fighting against the industry, but, and then just put pause right there. And then years later, and we're here, mission accomplished, the movie came out, we started a movement by the grace of God, we're showing the movie to President Trump. Thank you. Mission accomplished. And this is just the beginning, brother. Like, this is unbelievable. Unbelievable. I, I feel like I'm living a dream right now. I, I, I mention this every day because I don't, want, I don't want to forget that this is a miracle. All glory to God. I'm a broken instrument. I'm just doing what I can. And what I've been seeing happening I cry every night tears of joy and gratitude. God bless the children because they're not alone. And they were praying to God every day, please send an army to rescue us. And he heard, our Lord heard the prayers. And Tim Ballard heard those prayers. And Jim Caviezel heard those prayers. And you guys heard those prayers. And more than 5 million people that show up in theaters heard those prayers. Alejandro Monteverde heard the prayers. President Trump heard those prayers. And we're here all together, the army of freedom. We will end this horrible reality, brother. God will do it, but he's using broken instruments. All we need to say is, use me, and he will use you. No, I think that's one of the powerful things of the film. In fact, uh, when Alexander Priate brought you over to the New York office. I think Fox still owned the film and then yes. Disney, it was even before Disney bought Fox. And I mean, this thing was so convoluted about the ownership and about what you had to do. And of course, the great team at Angel Studios just got involved, I think a couple of months ago, what, what? and made this magnificent. And remember, President Trump, this has been top of mind for him because one of the first acts he mm -hmm. did in the White House when we did all the things to secure the border, he made sure that one of the top priorities of that was the and the child trafficking. child trafficking right? Child yeah. trafficking was in the top part of the executive order. All the issues that he, mm -hmm. you know, the family separations and all of it. So it's always been top of mind for you know, him. But to think about three years ago, would look like it's crazy. The, no? the film would never be released because they just wanted to bury it. They didn't. They realized what they <laughs> what you guys had produced, and there was no interest in putting it out. But you know what is funny? I heard the other day that uh, I don't know if it was the New York Times or or where were some people in Disney deny that they own the movie. Can you imagine? I have I the contracts. And uh, now they're denying, like, uh, they, they just keep me, you know, mistake back to back, right? So I have the contracts, I have everything. I fought for a year and a half, you know, I pay what I could pay, and then at the end, uh, because the con remember, the contract was, the, the contract that we put together with Fox was really beautiful. I mean, it was like the movie, a TV series, a documentary, and many more things, because the guy who was in charge at that time, Carlos Martinez, he's an angel. 
my friend, unbelievable. He wanted to change the world with this movie. He never thought that months later, Disney would buy Fox. Yeah. So when Disney bought Fox, my friend Carlos Martinez, who was an angel in this movie, he was removed. They let him go, along with the entire team who was involved in this film. So now I'm like, okay, who's going to be protecting me here, you know, with uh, Disney? And they they didn't like the contract. They say, you know, we're not going to do, do TV series. We're not going to do a movie. We're not going to do the uh, documentary. But pay me what you guys uh, owe Fox. That debt belongs to us now. Well, hold on a second. Yes, but... The only reason why I signed that contract is because of all these commitments. So it was a year and a half of negotiating. Finally, I think it's a miracle, we rescued the film from Disney. And what are the ads? I never thought three years ago when that happened, we were, we were going to be competing with Disney on July 4th with the biggest film of the year, of the year for them, right? And we did, and we beat them. Isn't that amazing? Well, I, well it is amazing. That, that's, be, God beat them. Yes, that, that's but that's why Disney. I, we beat them. That's God why them. That's why Disney has to deny it. Uh, Natalie knows how Hollywood works. The guy that admits <laughs> that he sold the film back to you guys that it could then compete against their franchise film Indiana Jones and beat Indiana Jones on July Fourth. He would be a permanent ex Disney employee. <laughs> In the that's, words of Donald Trump, I'm "You're sorry, fired." You're fired. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh that's, my gosh. So uh, in the next hour, we're going to be rolling. We're here at Bedminster. There's going to be a special screening tonight. There's a lot of things that are going to go on beforehand. Uh, President Trump, this is a special screening for the uh, members out here at Bedminster, one of the most exclusive clubs on the, uh, on the East Coast and one of the greatest golf courses. Um, they're going to be, uh, the members are going to be here. Also, other people associated with this movement, and, of course, Jim Caviso, Eduardo, uh, Tim Ballard. So we're going to be rolling I think Carrie Lake is also here, Caroline Run. We're going to be rolling people in uh, throughout the uh, throughout the next hour and uh, our next two hours with the good graces of, uh, of Real America's Voice. So I want to thank everybody for helping getting us set up here. And, Eduardo, we're going to want you to kind of hang out and hear more of that, about this. Um, Natalie, uh, fantastic job in the first hour. Natalie's going to hang with us as she gets her trial now as official co-host with the <laughs> promo code War Room. We had <laughs> so, Jason Miller on. I felt like I was going to lose my job to my uh, the original co-host. Right, yeah. right, right. I heard you couldn't get rid of him. So, he so, leave no, him. no, he wouldn't. We used to call him that. We used to call Raheem that the thing that wouldn't leave. No, just kidding. That was Vish. Vish Burr. What a cast! What a ca what a cast of characters War Room's had. The Gonzo, uh, the Gonzo and show. And, no, but you're like the princess shows up, Snow White with all these, all these reprobates. Okay, we're gonna take a short commercial break. We're here at Sound of Freedom. It's a special screening with President Trump at his club, uh, Bedminster. Ed Waters with us. Jack Pasovic's in the house. Okay, imagine you're at your doctor's office. Your doctor glances up from the chart and says. And I quote, hey, whatever you're doing, keep it up, end quote. Now, that's the Field of Greens Better Health Promise. Check out this customer testimonial. He said, and I want to quote here, I've been taking Field of Greens, and this is the second time my doctor has danced into the room praising my blood results. Credit where credit's due. Thanks, Field of Greens, end quote. Now, each fruit and vegetable and field of greens was medically selected for a specific health benefit. Some support vital organs like heart, lungs, and kidneys. Others support meta metabolism for healthy energy and weight loss. If you're busy, if you don't get enough exercise, if you eat too much fast food, take field of greens. 
Look, Field of Greens can't promise your doctor will dance into your room, but they can promise at your next checkup, your doctor will notice you improve health or you get your money back. Let me repeat that. You get your money back. I trust Field of Greens for my health, and you can too. Let me get you started with 15% off. Visit fieldofgreens.com and use promo code Bannon. That's fieldofgreens.com, promo code Bannon. Take action today. Use your agency, fieldofgreens.com, promo code Bannon, and get the better health promise. Pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in stream short supply across the United States. But you know that because you're a viewer or listener of the show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. Just visit jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, jacemedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. Go to Jace Medical. That's one word, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code warroom at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. Warroomhealth, all one word, warroomhealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out. 